Now, if you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Show with former Chicago Bears nickelback DJ Moore. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in. I'm Chris Sheffield. He's former Chicago Bear DJ Moore. And DJ, here we are now talking about a seven and seven Chicago Bears football team. They get the win today against the division rival Minnesota Vikings, 32-27. The Bears now advance, again, to 7-7, seven and seven, and here the Minnesota Vikings are 6-8. and eight. Bears are number two now in the NFC North, while, of course, the uh, Green Bay Packers, they got another victory yesterday against the Carolina uh, Panthers. And, uh, again, last week they solidified the number one spot in the NFC North. But uh, the Bears are still in the picture. They're in the playoff picture, that is. Um, they went out. They got an 82% chance, according to CBS Sports, to make the playoffs. Now, again, you still need to rely on some teams to lose here and there, specifically the Arizona Cardinals who got a win today against the Philadelphia Eagles. But the Bears get the victory today. They did their job. They did all they could do today, mm-hmm. DJ, getting the 33-27 to victory in Minnesota, a team that – um, you know, just a few weeks ago, came to Chicago and uh, really outwilled this football team, especially when Akeem Hicks went down, Dalvin Cook took over. Um, it was the other way around, though. 33 carries, 33 touches for David Montgomery, over 140 yards and a touchdown for the second year running back. I mean, it's something that the fan base has been preaching all along. You know, get David Montgomery the football, feed 32. They finally do that today. And, uh, you know, although he had that big 80-yard run, uh, touchdown run last week, he had over 100 yards, only 11 carries. And I feel like the coaching staff heard and the team heard about that all week preparing for this Vikings game. And uh, here they come today, Minnesota, and they feed this guy 32 times for over 140 yards, a touchdown. And the Bears escape Minnesota with a victory. And, uh, you know, now this team has won two in a row, you know, coming off that six-game losing streak, DJ. And here they are now, three games in a row where they've scored over 30 points. Yeah. Um, and, and before that, man, it was like two in the last two seasons. Um, but, again, the offense is moving, making it happen. I got to apologize to Mitch. I thought he was going to crumble under the pressure. I was wrong. In my heart, I just knew it was going to happen, but I, he stepped up to the challenge. Um, now, other than that one throw that made you scratch your head and be like, it did. It, it made me more than it, I, I did more than just scratch my head on that <laughs> one, DJ. I mean, I, you're going to your top, you're going to your fullback out wide in double coverage, and it gets picked off in the end zone. <laughs> yeah, I, it almost seemed like he was looking and was like, I think he forgot who he was throwing it to. <laughs> it, it just seemed because the receivers weren't ready. Everybody was like, you know, he's a decoy, though, right? But again, um, he he made it happen. He made enough plays. Um, he looked good, man, running with his feet. I wish he would run a little bit more. Um, I seen him at the goal line try to put his shoulder down. I probably wouldn't do that. Um, but when he starts to run, because it seemed like he just sitting in the pocket so long trying to prove that he can be paid man. Like you're not paid man. Just sometimes, just just get out of there and go. But he looked he looked decent, man. And the defense. In the back end, didn't look that bad, honestly. For some odd reason, everybody up front, the ones that what we had the starters in position at, it seemed like they were bad. But that was that was weird um, because I wouldn't predict that you know Cook would run you know run wild like that and we'll win the game. Um, right. But on the other side, you got our running back who was on a on a hot streak. 
with the lineman. You got to give price to either off the lineman or the offensive line coach, or I guess the GM for just picking up some other people. Man, listen, he's not getting touched anymore in the backfield, it don't seem like. Because before, when the people like, you know, give him the ball, like every time he touched the ball, he was getting touched by the defense. And now he has such a head of steam that it's just, man, it's hard to take him down. I mean, he's literally, it seemed like he's getting about 10 yards before he's touched. And it, it's impressive. It's impressive to watch. I mean, it's, a, it's they're blocking it. I don't know who switched what. Whatever this is, if you can keep this type of offensive line intact, man, you got to think about bringing some people by. It, absolutely. It, it helps when uh, – it helps when – Minnesota a beat up a defensive, beat up defensive line specifically. They're without their best player. They acquire Yannick and Gakwe in the offseason. They trade them four or five weeks into the season to Baltimore. Uh, but this offensive line, give them credit, man. I mean, uh, once Sam Mustafer, once Alex Bars went in, these two are, are uh, you know, undrafted free agents from just a year ago. And, uh, you know, it really seems like the chemistry, chemistry between those two and what they're bringing on the, uh, you know, the, 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 the hustle end of things. I mean, you've heard stories the past two weeks since these two have been in the offensive line that, uh, you know, once somebody is down and you've seen it today, Mitch Trubisky, um, eight attempts running the football over 30 yards. And each and every time he's going down, it's either bars or Mustafer that's there to pick him up. And, uh, you know, I mean, that, that probably goes and you see it, it kind of goes a long way. When uh, building chemistry and, and you know, it, you know, not, despite the fact that just having those two in, this offensive line just seems to click better. And uh, you've seen that today. And, uh, you know, David Montgomery, uh, you know, 146 rushing yards on 32 carries. He had two touchdowns. Um, this offense was uh, looking lethal at, at points in this game. I mean, they, they, uh, they, they drew blood first. They scored the first touchdown of the game. It, 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 you know, really all game is back and forth, back and forth. Minnesota there at the very end seemed like they were going to get something rolling. I mean, Dalvin Cook, he on the other side of the football, 24 carries, 132 yards and a touchdown. You see that, you're thinking the Bears are going to be in trouble. You brought it up, DJ. You see those numbers from Dalvin Cook, one of the league's best running backs in the NFL, and you're going up against a stacked defensive line. Nakeem Hicks was healthy. He was playing today. And Dalvin Cook was able to get his. Bilal Nichols had a fantastic game uh, for the Bears on the defensive line. And he's going on a streak now of four or five really, really good football games for the uh, third-year guy, number 98 out of Delaware. He had a sack in this game. And he was all over the football, it seemed like, especially when they're running the football. I mean, 98, one of the more improved players on this football team, uh, you know, credit to the Bears offense. I mean, uh, this is three games in a row now where they broke the 30 point marker and uh now they they've won two in a row could have been three how they let that game against detroit drop right through their hands i have no idea a lot of people are looking at the defense dj even today despite getting the victory the defense still allows 27 points what's going on with this defense heading in they were without a lot of their guys uh, in the secondary jalen johnson uh, rookie uh, cornerback, probably in the discussion of defensive rookie of the year. Will he win it? Probably not. There's better rookies out there, but Jalen Johnson have, having a stellar year. Um, you know, this is the second game without Buster Screen. Insert Duke Shelley, who has another really solid game at Nickelback, and then you have to throw in Kendall Vildor, the uh, rookie fourth-round pick out of Georgia Southern. He had to kind of pick up slack for Jalen Johnson missing today's game. Um, a lot of people are looking at this defense and the struggles that they've had the last few weeks and, and even today. But you know, when they were down, specifically in the secondary, um, they had. Yeah, you know, I, I think those younger guys had uh, had quite a bit of success. Now there was some miscommunication yeah. on the Adam Thielen touchdown between Vildor and um, Duke Shelley. But uh, you know, I mean, d despite that, I mean, hey, lack of experience, something like that's going to happen. They're able to overcome it and uh, still win the football game. Yeah, no, it's fine. That you you're gonna have that, like you're saying, um, inexperience, getting out of there together, kind of for the first time. Um, I think what happens is when when you, especially when you're in an offensive league, even when teams start to score points, to me, it makes sense. It, it makes sense that teams are going to score, but when there's when there needs to be a stop, we have to get that. And today, we got it. And when we got it, we kicked the field goal, and then we had to get another stop because that hair Mary was looking really good. 
kid fell. It's like three Vikings in front. And here comes the, the superstar had to come over the top. It normally, listen, it don't supposed to be like that. It, we supposed to be in the front. Because I look like, oh, my goodness, no. And then, boom, uh, Jackson comes over the top, saves it. But, again, you just make, you just need to be able to make plays when you can make them because you're not going to stop everybody. You're just not, especially with the way the league is now. You shouldn't be able to. If you call your plays in a way, when you got guys like we do playing defensive snap just about every play, you get tired and all that. And then on the back end, everybody's young except really the safety. You know what I mean? And then another corner which struggled with Minnesota the time before. You got to – honestly, I would give praise to the defense, especially in the secondary for, like, what they had to do in the in the, in the the skill of receivers they were going against. Because when you go into it, it's like, you know what? Hell could break loose today. <laughs> when they went out there and Vildor did good, competed, um, I think they gave them that, like, that phantom uh, pass interference call. Um, Shelly was doing good, and who it seemed like whoever they called that, him, that pass interference call was crap, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it, was, was, it, was, it was, it was, it was, it was really bad. <laughs> but again, it's an offensive lead. So, but and I think something, when especially when you get up early, and even if it's a running team, they got to come out and throw, and you're gonna kind of give up some yards. But again, you just got to be able to make plays, and we made plays. Quinn got a sack, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. man. A strip sack. It's just about it's about winning. And when you look back at it, the problem is going to be, damn, we lost to Detroit. That's what's going to be the problem. Because if you went out, which would mean to me is you should win Jacksonville. <laughs> but we've seen Pittsburgh lose to, to, the, to the, the Washington football team. The Jets just beat the Rams. Who knows? But you would assume. Um, have the Saints played yet? Saints just lost to Kansas City. Hmm. So, um, so Green Bay is all at, at the top at the NFC right now. What is it? So with so say if so if if the Saints win next week, Green Bay will have to win again to clinch it, or do they have the tiebreaker? With Green them? Bay has a tiebreaker. They won in week three. So if they win next week, oh, that'll be perfect. So if they win next week. Essentially, they should lock up the number one spot, right. and they shouldn't play anybody against. Yeah, listen, this could be interesting. <laughs> now, if it was me, and then you Chicago and I'm Green Bay, I'm not letting you get in the playoffs. I ain't doing it. But it's COVID. You know what? You just gotta. You just gotta just do it. So again, I think we said 82 percent chance if we went out. So this will be – it'll be interesting to, to say the least. Who does Green Bay play next? Because we need them – this is – we need them to win. Yep. So you don't have to play Aaron Rodgers in that hole. Now, you could beat them, but, again, would be much harder. So all of a sudden, the Chicago Bears fans have turned into Green Bay fans for the next uh, the next week. Green Bay plays Tennessee. They host the Titans Ooh, on Sunday night football. Uh, next oh, week, while the New Orleans Saints, there's a Friday night football game uh, next week, Friday afternoon, three thirty. The Saints are uh, playing the Minnesota Vikings, the team that we just beat. Okay, so yeah, the Vikings shit. Man, Green Bay defense does struggle to stop the run. That could be interesting. And remember the the New Orleans Saints; they do have uh, Drew Brees back at center. He played today. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the problem. You got to get him on brother. <laughs> Like at the end of the year, he he fades off really bad. Like in the last couple of years, especially if he's not playing in a dome. You know, New Orleans, the Mercedes-Benz yeah. Superdome. I mean, uh, the and th this is where that game will be taking place. As so it'll be, it'll be taking place uh, in New Orleans. I mean, whether it was on the road at Minnesota, they got a dome there too. So yeah, um, yeah, you know. Well, and just getting back to it, this is the problem that I see, and I want you to. I'm gonna try to paint the picture for you as clear as I can. On. Because even though Trubisky's playing really well, he's like, um, let me see real life situation. He's like the the like you got a girlfriend, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. I didn't know. You know. What I mean? All right. So how long y'all been going out? Four years. Okay. Well, don't 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 stumble on that. Okay. <laughs> so 
It's like if you hypothetically cheated on her. Hypothetically, all right? Because I know you wouldn't do nothing. Yeah, say that again. Hypothetically. Hy hypothetically, all right? <laughs> and she was through with you. She was just like, you know what, Chris? I'm through, man. I'm just through. And then all of a sudden, you start to change your life around and like, damn, you are doing such a great job. But she's through, man. And that's where we're at with Mitch. Personally, anyway, with Mitch, um, the, the the coach, the gym, it's like, like man, we put our heart out there, and you was like, yeah, man, I love you, and then you was like, well, who is who is that? Like I'm, who am I walking like? You gonna cheat on, and then you gonna now you want to act right? Like I can't. I mean, it's just it's just, and it's hard to trust again, man. And like this is real life, so don't. In a real life relationship, it's hard to get the trust back because it takes it takes time. And in the NFL, that is the problem. I ain't got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. So it's exciting to see that you you're playing good. Your confidence is up. Um, Nag is looking like a superhero coach because he he didn't make decisions to move. Lasers looking good, calling plays. Everybody is happy and jumping around. But is, is, is this a team that's going to consistently every year either get you to the playoffs or get you somewhere close to being able to, you know, win a championship? I think you used the right term last week, DJ, false hope. I don't want to be reeled into any false hope. Whatever happens this season, I need it. I need there to be a definitive – Path. I need there to be a definitive answer to what's gonna what's gonna go on for next season. Who's coming back and who's going? And you know, at this point, Mitch Trubisky is making it harder for the Chicago Bears. I mean, today, fifteen of twenty-one, two hundred yards, a touchdown, a very a terrible interception. Uh, you know, thrown in double coverage. You're thrown to your fullback who was split out wide um, in the end zone. Uh, terrible interception. Can't make any excuse for that. But despite that one throw, literally, that was probably his only bad play of the day. Um, and if you could, if if you could just give up one boneheaded play from Mitch Trubisky, I mean, I think I think at this point we'll take it. Well, no, it is, it, and that's the thing. Like you're gonna make mistakes. You know, mm -hmm. fumble every time. You every other game or whatever you drop back somebody get a strip sack or you'll make a boneheaded play that's that's fine but it was like we was consistently getting like what is this stuff and then now we're getting like oh hmm, interesting and you get more excited about it and now people i want you to be excited you know i'm excited I, i'm excited when i see you all you win you're throwing it you're happy i'm excited but at the same time i'm just worried because it's you can get yourself in a situation where you're forced. He keep playing. He's going to force the hand. Whereas, like, if we don't have him, then we rely on this stationary guy who we can have for another year. Which I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, so, what? I mean, where do you go? Because if you went out, then it seems like you know what he got the team back. It makes sense. He may be the guy, et cetera, et cetera. But so is it going to take another loss? Or if you went out, or even if Ann Rogers plays and you still went out, it's like, okay, do we give you another, you know, we give you another chance? Like, like where, you know what I mean? It's like, where is it at? Like, when, when do we make, get the decision on, like, what the direction is? Because from a fan perspective, that's all you want to see. It's like, well, okay. Are we sticking with this group? And if we're sticking with this group, then we're saying, like, we're not doing anything, really. Or are we starting over? Are we trying to trade people away? Are we trying to get draft picks? Are we trying to go and find a quarterback, um, David Carr? Uh, or what are, what are, I mean, what are we trying, you know what I mean, what are we trying to do from, from that standpoint and seeing that direction? Because right now it, it is, it's getting real cloudy, man. The more you play good, it's just like, shit. Because before losing streak, like, you know what? Yeah, it's time. We're going to have to do something. Trubisky gone. Now you got you to gotta get on that wagon a little bit. You ain't on it. 
you holding on to it, you running, you running behind it. It's like, damn, I, don't, I just got, I just got off. Of, I don't want to get back on this wagon because I knew the ride was bumpy the first time. But I'm like, you know what? Damn, I'm about to have to get back on here. That's so, right. But again, exciting way, man. It was exciting, exciting. Was. Um, very, very. And that's what that's the thing, though. Like, that's what you brought the, you know, Nagy there for, like points. I want points. How can you get points? Even if you lose, could it be exciting though? Could it be like the Ravens and the Browns? Like, I don't know what happened to defense. Like, I thought y'all were like defensive. No, 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 we good. Here you go. Oh, you you left me two seconds on the clock. Okay, that's your fault. So my um, thing, DJ, is I mean, how how is Matt Nagy feeling after this one? I mean, three straight games where the offense puts up over thirty points. They they've won the last two games now. Um, and, and while this game was close all throughout the game, I, I think it's safe to say that I mean the Bears, the Bears held the advantage, and, and they held the lead all throughout the game, the entire game, just like last week. Obviously, last week was more of a decisive victory; wasn't close at all. This game, you see the final score; they won by six points. Um, but it felt like the Bears had this game really from the first quarter to the fourth quarter to you know the end of the game. Uh, how could Matt Nagy be feeling right now, DJ? I mean, this offense has looked different. This offense has looked better since he's given up his play-calling duties to Bill Lazor. He has to feel good because no matter who calls the plays, guess who plays they are? They're my plays. They're my playbook. So again, I know my stuff works. Now again, is he calling the same plays in the same fashion? Yeah, kind of. But what's working is we inserted new offensive linemen. They're pushing people around. And my running back over the last, what is it, three, four games, averaging like, what, 100 yards, over 100. When Nagy was calling the offense, his offense was moving when he was averaging 20 yards a game. But we was getting down there and getting field goals. So imagine if he's calling the plays when the offensive, when the when the running back is averaging 100 yards a game. So for me, he should feel awesome about it. I'm not calling the plays, but again, it is my offense. And as you can see, when the run game works, this offense works. Even without having to throw the ball down the field. I know uh, Trubisky had a nice third down and three down to Allen Robinson, but again, it's boots and misdirection and reverses, but all that works because the running back, you have to honor the running back. He is on a tear, and because I have to honor him, I can't just go out on the boot because, again, if I widen out, there's gap, and that running back is going through that gap. So, again, a running back, it's, it's just working. I don't know whatever formula we had to say, hey, listen, Whoever talked to who and motivated whoever on that offensive line, it just worked. And whoever whoever gave that speech need to take a tour around the world and charge a king's ransom to motivate people because they should be paid. They've showed up the last couple of weeks, man. This offensive line has showed up the last couple of weeks, and it's a big um, reason why this running game is having the success that they are. It's a big reason why Mitch Trubisky is able to have the success that he's having as well um you look at Allen robinson four receptions 83 yards you brought up the uh, third down play in which uh you know it, it wasn't anything you know it, it wasn't anything brilliant it wasn't anything sexy but it was a play that worked and it was a play where mitch trubisky was looking for his number one guy all reliable and uh Allen robinson made a grown man catch i mean despite it you know it was only for five six yards but uh it moved the chains and it kept the uh Kept the clock ticking, and uh, again, the Bears were able to pull out the victory. 33-27, rookie wide receiver, fifth-round pick, Darnell Mooney, four receptions, 49 uh, yards. He had the first touchdown of the game, DJ, back-to-back uh, -back games with a touchdown for uh, Darnell Mooney, and he actually broke a Bears record today with uh, 46 receptions. It's the most ever uh, for a Bears rookie wide receiver passing Harlan Hill. Uh, that record was uh, – that, that record stood for 66 years. If I'm not mistaken, I think Johnny Knox actually tied the record with 45 receptions. But here, Darnell Mooney today, he breaks that record 
uh, having 46 receptions. He had a touchdown, 49 yards. And, uh, you know, the future of at the wide receiver position, it, it looks quite murky to say the least. I mean, we I think it's safe to say I, I would be surprised if Allen Robinson is back. DJ, I know there's still quite a bit of football to be played. We don't know if this is a playoff team or not. But uh, I think if, if you're not paying him at this point, if you hadn't extended him at this point, I, I don't know if that, that deal is ever going to get done with the Bears and Allen Robinson. So you look at who else they have. Darnell Mooney, Javon Wims is still getting some play at wide receiver. Riley Ridley has been a, a, a loss. Uh, he, he's been lost. I mean, he's on a milk carton somewhere. I'm not exactly sure why. But uh, And then, of course, you got Anthony Miller. Um, he, he made a couple of nice plays today. But um, that, that wide receiver position, man, it, it looks, looks a little murky uh, today. I mean, at, at tight end, you got Jimmy Graham, Cole Komet. They both had two receptions each. but. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, if they do decide to move on from Anthony Miller, I got to think that that's probably a position that they focus on, if not in free agency, uh, certainly at some point in the draft for what would be the uh, third or fourth year in a row. Oh, no, it makes sense, man. If you if you don't want to keep pay a receiver, cats are coming out in the draft every year, man. Um, you've seen a guy on the other side of Baldwin Jefferson who won even, what, he was probably, what, the third best receiver on the team, maybe? Um, I did. Killing it. Um, you got um Thielen who came off the street. They got to make a movie about him. Right. Like, I mean, it's just like you can find receivers everywhere because after I get a release, I can grab, hold, and tuck you. It's made for you to succeed. So for us, you have Mooney who has speed. You can get a guy on the slide that can run some routes, and then you get a guy on the outside who can just do a little bit of everything for you. Because what Mooney is, is just – he ain't – he, him and Johnny Knox, I probably would say probably about the same speed, but Knox was catching bombs. When he seen him, he he was going to get it. Mooney, they got him in a, like he's a he's just a running back that catches the ball. I was, I was just about to say I could see him <laughs> being used very, uh, very similar to how they would use Tariq Cohn. Oh no, that's exactly what it is. He he's kind of taking that place now. Again, if Robinson is gone. Can he be somebody who can stretch the field? I, I mean, I'm not sure about, you know, how does he do impress man or can he read defenses? But, again, when you're that fat, the only time I've seen him personally try to throw a deep to him when Green Bay Savage picked it off in the end zone. But, again, when you have that much speed, man, you got to let that you gotta let, you gotta let that cheetah run, man. Right. Come on. You can't keep – you can't rev your engine up and then in, in your garage with your, with, with your garage throw down. That'll kill you. <laughs> it will kill you. You gotta let you gotta let that stuff out of there. Um, so I I think we keep playing like this, honestly, though, because Robinson, even when you watch I me, mean, looks a little everybody looks happier when you win. Um, but it's it just so not only is the receiver position murky, like you know, is the coach back murky? Is the GM gonna be back murky? Is the you know, the the, the guy who run all of that, is he gonna be back murky? So again, how can I go and pay you? But I don't know. From top down, I don't know what's going on over here either. So um, it may be one of those situations in the offseason where people just you – know, you're just scrambling, trying to figure it out. And hopefully, you know, we don't – I guess more people get vaccinated where you can you can have normal business. Because um, if not, then it's kind of going to be – it's like, you know what, do you – can you find somebody new in time or can they – does it make more sense to have the old coach come back because it's just – we don't have enough time for that. Man, the NBA was on all that shot me. Like, I was like, can I just can I just stop watching this though? Okay, but I was just like, wow. Then I realized, like, oh yes, yeah, COVID. Never mind. You're right. Never mind. So here we got, of course, you know, I got I got a play. This is from last week, actually. Uh, Alan Robinson, Mitch Trubisky, you know, having a having a good time embracing each other there on the sideline. I got to play it because I've given Alan Robinson some shit for uh, you know when they're on that uh, losing streak, and you know he's standing by himself on the on the sideline. I mean, hey, everything's uh, you know everything's much better, everything's much easier to go through when you're winning, not so much when you're losing. But um, you know, j just for the people that think, oh, Alan Robinson, he's tuned out, he's already looking forward to his next team next year, blah blah blah. I mean, uh, hey. I give the guy credit. I mean, undoubtedly the, the number one wide receiver uh, on the Bears, undoubtedly 
you know, a, a number one wide receiver in this league, uh, even if he does move on next year uh, or, or whatever it may be. But looking at the other team's wide receivers from this game, DJ, the Minnesota Vikings, if you remember last week, uh, last time these two teams met, Adam Thielen had not one but two touchdowns in the game uh, uh, when Buster Screen was, of course, covering him, and, and they were both, you know, within the 20-yard line. But today he only had two receptions for the game, two receptions, 11 yards. One was for a touchdown. It was their first score of the game. But it was the rookie, Justin Jefferson, eight receptions, 104 yards. Uh, he almost came down with a nice one-handed grab in which he came up, and he was cursing Kirk Cousins out. I don't know if you caught that or not, but the, the, mics, uh, the, the microphone certainly did. He was not happy with Kirk Cousins on that throw. So that that I found hilarious seeing as they just got rid of Stephon Diggs, who's falling out in Buffalo. They bring in this rookie wide receiver that they drafted in the first round to replace Diggs. And already you're starting to see some uh some some blowback from the rookie receiver and Kirk Cousins. Could have just been, you know, something in the moment, a, a play that just upset him. But uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Um, nonetheless, eight receptions, 104 yards. He had over 100 yards last time the, this team uh came to Chicago, came to Soldier Field. I mean, that's going to be a guy that um, the Chicago Bears are going to have to uh, take notice on uh, for, for years to come in the NFC North. Uh, you know, Kirk Cousins overall, I mean, I thought he had an okay game, 24-35, 270 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Um, but, you know, again, I just want to go back to the defensive backfield and really the defensive line too, DJ, you being a defensive back yourself, uh, you, you know it better than I. I mean, when, when those guys up front are getting after the quarterback and forcing him to, to throw the ball where he doesn't necessarily want to, just try and get it out of there. I mean, that, that, that's got to make it a whole lot easier for those uh, cornerbacks and safeties. Oh, yeah, especially when you play in zone. Um, I didn't watch a lot of the second half, but I just – I'm assuming if I got new guys in there and I got Jefferson and Thielen, I'm not going to play a whole lot of man. Um, so when you playing zone, even when you playing man as well, it's, everything is about timing. All right? You're going to do a slant, one, two, three, go. I mean, you do a post, one, two, three, four, you know, fourth outside step, go. So everything is on timing. And if I can disrupt the timing, I can make the quarterback get out of the pocket, especially uh, Kirk Cousins out of the pocket. But, again, I've seen him run, had a little wheels on him a couple of times. But, again, it's something that he does not want to do. So flush him out of the pocket, and if he goes out of the pocket – we win. We win in that situation. Or if I make them throw it a little bit earlier, we also win those type of situations. So, again, they, they go hand in hand. I think the, the defensive backs kind of – they did. Have, I think they held their own. I think Jefferson is just tough. Like um, He looks real lanky and kind of small, but he'll kiss it over the middle. He'll talk trade. Seem like he'll try to run you over a little bit. You know what I mean? He's just like a – Anomaly, like why is he so little? Why is he so thin and feisty at the same time? You know what I mean? So, um, but I think he's just he's just a different a different type of receiver. You can just see it out there. Um, but again, we just you know made the plays when we had to make them. Uh, the defense gonna have to get a little bit honestly get a little bit better going forward. Um, probably back to what we were doing early in the year. But I just feel like if our offense scores this much points, what's gonna happen is the defense is gonna gonna give up more. Just just on the just on the face of it, because teams are going to be trying to score as well. So I thought this was really interesting. One of the first questions that the media asked Matt Nagy was, "What went into his decision to uh, elect to receive the ball to start the game? They won the coin to coin toss, and they decided that they would receive the ball to start the game. And they ended up uh, it was a three and out. They they punted on the first series. It was their only punt <laughs> in the entire game." Um, I mean, DJ, how much, you know, going back to your playing days, do you remember the coaching staff really going in? I mean, when was that decision ever made? I guess I never really thought. He said was, this decision was made, I think it was Wednesday, uh, I, I think he said. And he, he went on to say it just seemed like the right thing to do. Now I look back on it. We went three and out. Maybe not the right decision. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know what I thought. I mean, I guess being the away team, you, you probably got to play that situation out. What's that? That's what he said? That's, that's what he said. Huh. At the press conference, I mean, me. Oh, being, not my decision. <laughs> it was their only. It was they. They went three and out. It was their only punt of the game. Um, so obviously, it's a lot easier to answer those questions. I'm sure after a victory. Um, I mean, otherwise, I'm sure that question would have even been asked after a loss. There, there would have been other things to question. <laughs> yeah. um, but I mean, what you know, going back to your days with Lovey Smith, DJ. I mean, did did you even think? 
you know, midweek. Okay, what what are we gonna do if we win the coin toss? I thought we always deferred. I, if I'm, I thought we might have received like once, but we most. It I makes, think it makes sense. sense. Yeah, we normally defer. if we won. I think we deferred. If other teams wanted, they wanted to give us a ball because Cut was probably right. gonna throw them a pick or something. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, for the most part, I think that's how it was. I think it may have depended on the team. If you wanted to try to get an early start, I think you normally say, oh, okay, if we get the ball, hopefully we can go down here and score on the first drive. Um, but, yeah, I think we mostly deferred. Yeah, yeah definitely had to ask that because I, I thought it was pretty we funny that you pointed out uh, in the postgame press conference. And, uh, you we're know. Gonna get it and we're going to score. <laughs> oh, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, right. So, yeah, obviously, uh, according to Matt Nagy, the – uh, the wrong decision there. Easy to say after a victory. 33-27, to 27, the Bears beat the Minnesota Vikings. They split on the series, uh, in-season in series, one and one. Minnesota came to Soldier Field earlier in the year and got the victory. Um, looking more so on the defensive line again, uh, DJ, I mean, uh, you got the big names. You got the Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks. Credit to your guy, Robert Quinn. He had a beautiful strip sack. Uh, in this ball game, uh, it, it was not recovered, but it did uh, force a fourth down and a punt by the Minnesota Vikings. It was a hell of a play. I thought this was probably his best game as a Chicago Bear, um, Robert Quinn. That is, uh, you know, and, and I want to give credit to uh, to Brent Urban as well. I mean, some of these guys, you know, that that, that kind of maybe go unnoticed. Brent Urban, Bilal Nichols, the last few weeks has really been playing at a high level. Uh, Brent Urban had a, a key. Uh, rush on, on uh, Kirk Cousins late in the game on uh, third down, on fourth down, excuse me. They went for it on fourth down, and uh, he had a, a key pressure in which he almost got the sack. Kirk Cousins ends up throwing the ball away, and the Bears were able to get the football. Um, you know, I mean, I, I think it's a credit to the, the defensive line coach, Jay Rogers. It's a credit to, uh, you know, many people don't want to give him credit, but uh, how about Ryan Pace and his scouts on identifying the, the talent in the later rounds, whether it's a Bilal Nichols in the fifth round, uh, journeyman free agent and Brent Urban that has kind of bounced around in the league, getting him as, as a, a defensive lineman. John Jenkins had some decent plays on the defensive line as well. Um, you know, I mean, th this this defense, it's going it, to, they're going to, uh, get some uh, get some shit for their performance for the last few weeks and in this game, but you know what? Uh, they they were able to do uh, do what they needed in order to get the victory. And I thought really all game long they were able to get some pressure on Kirk Cousins when 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 it mattered the most. And what you said, the defense is just making plays when you need to make them. You're just not going to stop teams. You're going to play what is it, fifteen? When 60 men, the clock is stopped. There's a lot of change of possession, especially with the ball being thrown a little bit more. Now, we had a lot of runs in this game, but again, you're going to have a lot of possessions. And they consistently just stop team after time, time, and time again. You go to you go to halftime, they adjust to it. Then you have to stop them again and again and again. But when it matters, can I make the adjustment? So what they did was they running really good. So they do what? They do the bootleg, right? Same thing we've been doing. But what do we do? We stop. We stop the the guy that was going to. We took the flat away, which is his first down throw. There's nobody to throw it to. So again, we got this first down throw took away. We got the pressure on the quarterback flushing him out. He has to throw it up. So at the, at the end again, you got to give your defensive coordinator credit and say, "Hey, listen, we seen it coming. We knew what you're gonna do. All right." We stopped you on the fourth down before, so you're going to run that same play. They thinking we will. Running back is doing good. Running boot. We got people. On the flip side, when we did it, what happened? They came to miss real quick, but did they have anybody on Mooney? Nope. Touchdown. So, again, you got to give credit to the defensive line, everybody on defense communicating and knowing that, hey, listen, when this happens, it's about to come because I don't know what the guy's name, 83 for the Vikings. Oh, uh, the tight end? He looks absolutely impressive. <laughs> I don't know where he got drafted or where he came from. Next year, he may be one of the greatest Titans of all, of all time. <laughs> I've never, like, you ever watch somebody and be like, you know what? You're a little bit different. Because when he runs, it looks different. Like, why is nobody catching him? Like, he just, and nobody wanted to tackle him. I'm like, just make sure he ain't nowhere near his hair, Mary, because he looks different. 
I got to look him up. Yeah, Tyler Conklin, 2018 fifth-round draft pick. Oh, my goodness. He, I mean, did you – I mean, were you seeing what I was in? I seen. I seen. Like, this guy looks all right. Um, So, but, again, on defense, you just got to make a play. I think this year in the league alone, everybody's defense has been historically bad because we're giving up points. But, again, you can't touch him. You can't do this if you – Look at the quarterback face man other than our quarterback. Um, face mask is 15 yards. Man, I would chunk it every single play because you got a you got a 50% chance of passing the fans. You almost got a 75% chance it's gonna be a hole. And you got about a 25% chance that it's gonna be you're gonna catch it. You almost got a 120% chance you're gonna make the play. Throw it up there. It just makes sense. A little bit off topic here, DJ, but we got some breaking news in the NFL out of the Cleveland Browns. They're playing the New York Giants right now, and it's all over social media. Cody Bar- Cody Parkey is the Browns kicker, and uh, he just hit another kick off the uprights uh, for the Cleveland Browns. He had two missed field goals last week on uh, primetime Monday night football against the Baltimore Ravens. We know he was the kicker in Chicago when uh, he hit up, hit the upright uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoff game in 2018, and then he goes on the Today Show to, to talk about it and feel feel bad, feel sorry about himself. But uh, he just hits another upright and uh, just had to get that in there. I know uh, Bears fans out there will uh, appreciate that uh, that update there. But uh, you know, DJ, I, I want to give give uh, some more credit to uh, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, this is a guy that, uh, I mean, if he hadn't already been driven out of town, he, he was all, he, he was certainly in his car, bags were packed, ready to go. And uh, now here he is, and, and Adam Johns has the, uh, of the Athletic, formerly of the Chicago Sun-Times. He has the article out already, uh, and he says, I'll admit, I never thought I'd be writing this. But is Mitch Trubisky playing himself in a new contract with the Chicago Bears? And if they continue winning, let's say they do win out and they finish nine and seven, um, you know, they'll probably be in that 20 range in terms of the NFL draft in the first round. Uh, You know, at that point, you, you know, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields are likely to go number one and two. You got Zach Wilson of BYU and Trey Lance of NDSU going probably top 10. Um, and then you got some guys like the Florida quarterback Trask, Alabama's Mac Jones. I mean, I expect all those guys to probably be gone by pick 20. And if the Bears continue to win and maybe they do sneak into the playoffs, I expect them to have their, their first round pick somewhere in that 20 range. Do you do you then hold on to Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace? Do you want to trust Ryan Pace in trading up for another quarterback? I don't know. Um, are you going to want, want to spend the money on a veteran in free agency when you're going to have Nick Foles returning to this football team? Your best bet might just be to bring back Mitch Trubisky. Now, it's still a little too early to have this conversation, but I think Adam John said it perfectly. I never thought that I'd be writing this, but is he playing himself into a new contract with the Bears? The fact that we're having this conversation uh, is something in itself. It's impressive. Like, we opened the show up talking about, like, it's just so gray. Like, you don't know what to think. Like, I know you cheated on me, but and you're acting so much better. Like, you're doing everything you're supposed to do. Like, you're doing it. But I don't, I don't trust you. But at the same time, we stay together and we split the bills and damn, my name's on the lease. Ah. <laughs> it's we got that good. It's that good, DJ. <laughs> it's like, I, I don't know. He's just like, what he's saying is like, I never like, because you're sitting there and you just in a gray area, just like, like, damn, what do we actually do? Like, it's a hard thing. It's like, well, we're, we've, we didn't think about it early enough where we just say, you know what, let's lose. Just lose. So we didn't do that. We not the jet. We ain't gonna do that. So we're gonna always be around that middle range. And that's like, oh man, we still winning. And when you win, you get farther away from if you want a quarterback. Now again, you can get a press guy in the third round, or Russell Wilson. That's gonna be scouting and all of that stuff. So do I bring back a quarterback and then pay foes and then draft the third round quarterback? And then if the third round guy is better, like, well, he just, 
cut the guy that you paid and cut the other guy and man draft one. He said he's gonna draft one every year, which has not done. But again, at this point, man, just make it happen. Um, it, it's just so, it's just so hard, man. It just really is, and it's just like I don't I don't know. Do I trust Trubisky? I don't. But do I want to be one in fifteen every year? I do not. It's better to argue about, you know what, we just missed the playoff than than somebody talking about a butt fumble. I don't, you know what I mean? It's just, it ain't the same. So I, I don't know, man. But again, like he said, like, is he? he it seems like he is. And it, does another team want him? And if another team wants him and we still want him, then, you know, the price will go up again. So it's like, Right, he he could be playing himself into a contract with somebody else. Yeah, and I thought but, that. I mean, it's getting interesting, man. Yeah, and you know when they first gave the keys back to Trubisky, I thought that was it. I, I thought, all right, he's gonna, you know, whatever the whatever he shows, it, it doesn't matter for Chicago. He's playing right now for another one of those. 31 other jobs that might be available in the NFL. That's Edwards. Obviously not, not 31 are available, but you know, you look at a team like maybe Washington who Alex Smith, I mean, he, he might retire after this year. They got Dwayne Haskins. They don't seem very committed to him. Um, you know, may, maybe he goes to a situation like Washington or, or he sits behind somebody for a couple of years. Uh, you know, I, I can't even think of a team, maybe, maybe like a Minnesota. Maybe sits behind Kirk Cousins for a year or two. And what's that? You have a one team with two Kirk Cousins. Yeah, right. That could be uh, it. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, now the, the fact that we're even having this conversation, it, 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 like I said, I mean, that, that in itself is impressive. You know what? I will, I will say this, and I'm glad you brought a Kirk Cousins because it makes sense. So, essentially, what you're asking yourself is do I pay Kirk Cousins? Not, I mean, Trubisky, we just saying they're the same people. And where you're going to be, you're going to win some games. Um, when you have to throw the ball, you're probably going to lose some games. And that's essentially what we're asking. Like, do I pay Kirk? Because he didn't got paid a lot of money for, I have no idea for, like, for, I know for what. But again, it's just you game paid, manager. Yes, you got paid a lot of money to be mediocre. Your team is mediocre. Yes. Have you made the playoffs before? Yes. Have you made some big plays? Yes, but more times than not, do I think you're going to win anything in the playoffs and move really deep? I don't. Um, have we made the playoffs before? Yes. If Trubisky gets in the playoffs, he may make some plays or do something, but do you feel like he's going to take you to that next level? You don't. But again, you have the money and you're going to have to, you're going to, have to spend it. It's just the way the rules work. Um, so I think the difference though, between the two is that right now with Mitch Trubisky, you could get him for a cheaper deal. Like, like in, it, where Minnesota's at, what the four year, 80, hundred million dollar deal. I think like, oh no, I think it was all guaranteed 85, $86 million for, uh, for Kirk Cousins is, is what Minnesota paid for him. You're not going to have to pay that much for Mitch Trubisky. But how much you got to pay? Because the going right is the going right. Now, it can be a little less than that. But, again, if I keep playing good, well, why was I playing bad in the first place? All right? So if I'm playing bad in the first place, then it's like, you know what? Well, he's playing good now because, man, he's seen everything right. He's putting input in. He sat on the bench. And once he sat on the bench, he came out and said, hey, listen, I know what to do. It's almost the same like, man, he's like, he's, he knows what it is. Like, I'm calling the place because I've seen it. And then when the new when I got the new offensive coordinator and they start listening to me, what I can do, this is what I did. And if other people see that in you, all it takes is another team, and then the price goes. The price just goes where it goes. Um, so even game managers get getting paid what cousins are getting paid. I mean, you're gonna get what 30, 35 million. Like it just is what it is, and you're gonna have to to pay it because you ain't he ain't go. I think for the league itself, I mean, he couldn't take a cut like that. Like, oh, let me just get this. I don't know. So I what think, I think, I think with Mitch though, it, it'll only be a 
one-year deal, and I, I think. I mean, maybe a two-year deal. I'm thinking more so just a one-year prove-it deal no matter yeah. where he goes. If it's one year, still going. You got to still get me close to that. Yeah, but I feel like Kirk Cousins was what's much more proven at what he did. Mitch Trubisky, I mean, hey, if he's a game manager, yeah. at this point, that's probably his ceiling. Is being well, a game the manager. Same, though. I mean, they do the same thing. I mean, it's just you throw a pick every now and again. Hopefully you – Minnesota's defense used to be really good. And they used to rely on the defense, run the ball, you throw a couple passes. It's what we do. You normally, you normally rely on the defense, throw a couple passes. And what we're doing now is running the ball. Um, I think he just got his deal and got his money at the right time. Um, teams needed a quarterback at the right time. Um, so, again, when you got to look around the league and see, you know, what teams, you know, may need somebody. See, if I'm him, I'm thinking, like, you know what? I can go down to Tampa, Bruce Arians, like you're saying. Tom Brady may play another year or so. I can learn, soak it up, be the guy coming in. You know what I mean? With weapons around you or whatever. Um, I don't know what other opportunities like coach. Well, you know, the, the veteran quarterbacks who probably not going to play much longer. So you got, I mean, you, you can go. I think you can go that route and do things like that. But again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to depend on just keeping your momentum right now. If you keep this momentum and then play good, Jacksonville and Green Bay. And listen, you're going to have to give me something. You might have to tag me. You got to give me something. Yeah, and if they tag him, that'll be uh, – I think it went down. I think Dak Prescott this year was making – was it 30? Was it $30 million for the year that Dak Prescott was making? 30, 35, something like that. I, I think it goes down to $27 million. I mean, hey, <laughs> still a pretty penny, no doubt about it. Uh, and uh, – here we got Chris Lee chiming in. Glennon got three years, $45 million when he signed with the Bears. I think Mitch gets about $15 million a year. Could be. I mean, it's the most important. No, I mean, well, that was then, though. The price yeah. always. Now, we do have COVID. So, again, so if – so say if, if if the franchise is $27 mil, you can probably get one year for, like, $20, 25 or something, which ain't, ain't, ain't bad at all. Um, but, again, like, you have to prove it. But again, say if you give me that, and then I played four games really good, you know what's gonna happen? I'm probably gonna get paid them. I call it the Cutler rules. You play four games really good, you get paid, and then you just shit on everything. Just like <laughs> you were just holding that in, huh? You had diarrhea, okay? All right, but you held it in for the first four games. You just start shitting on everybody. Just ugh, that look nasty. But um. So again, it's, it's interesting, man. You got to think. I mean, it, it's making it's making people think. It's making you scratch your head and think for sure. It is. It is. And here, you know, the Bears they get the victory, thirty-three to twenty-seven, a six-point victory against the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, it's their third game in a row in which they scored uh, thirty points. And you, you look at it, uh, you know, that's three games this year, or uh, three games in just the past. The past three games they've scored at least thirty. Last season, 2019, they scored. Uh, they had two games in which they hit 30. Uh, 2018 was four, and then uh, from 2014 to 2017, uh, they had three in those years. So uh, three in a row is quite something for this franchise, uh, for this uh, Matt Nagy-led team. With uh, Bill Lazor, of course, taking over the offensive play calling. Um, and they, they looked good out there, man. They looked good out there. They're seven and seven. They knock off Minnesota. They're second now in the NFC North. If Minnesota won, they would have essentially been two games ahead of the bears. Although the record would have just showed one game, but they held the tiebreaker as well. Um, so this, I mean, it, it seems like we've been talking about must wins, must, must win football games for the past month and a half now, DJ, yeah. this was truly a must win game. If this team wants any chance uh, at the playoffs. And that's how they're going to have to view these next two games against Jacksonville and Green Bay as well. Yeah, and I think the announcers said it the best. Uh, this is a – you lose and you go home. So, Minnesota, you get to go home. We get to stay on the ride right now. Um, and it's pretty much us with the Cardinals. We on the ride together. And, hey, you keep winning, you stay on the ride. And if you lose, especially when you kind of game behind, you don't have to get off the ride. So, Jacksonville is a must. You thinking going into it. Should we be favored? I think we should be heavy favorites. But again, they're not a team that's gonna lay down. Running back gonna run. They did today. 
Yeah. You're right. They're not. They're not going to. They normally don't anyway. Right. They normally right. don't. But again, right. you'll get you one. But again, I would expect us to go out there and just run, run over, run through them. Yeah. Um, so I'm at. I'm I'm excited for the last game of the season. I don't want to jump ahead because you want to take it a game at a time. But we this is one where it's like, hey man, like we don't have time for this. Like you got to do you got to do this. Just do that. We need to fast forward, get this done, get that over. Yeah, I think they had that mindset, though, four minutes and 33 seconds remaining in that Detroit Lions game, DJ. <laughs> so oh, no, uh, Detroit is always like that because it just – when you see it, it's like, you know what? Oh, boy, they about to do what we did, what they did, they did to them, they did to us. <laughs> like, it, it's, it's well-deserved. It's, it's bad. My, my first game was the same way. What happened? Calvin Johnson won the game, and then he did So, again, it just it just all the time. It's always a back and forth. So. Yeah, the Calvin Johnson rule. Never forget, never forget. Yeah, Jacksonville, they got shellacked today by Baltimore, 40-14. to um, Halftime, it was uh, – Baltimore has a different, like – it's it's hard. Like, when, if you're not tough enough to, like – that, it's just, it's just it's just a different – it's a weird different – it's off there. It's just different. <laughs> it really is. And, you know, the other team that the Bears are going to have to keep an eye on, the Arizona Cardinals. They beat the Philadelphia Eagles 33-26. to That was a really fun matchup between two young quarterbacks, uh, Kyler Murray and uh, Jalen Hurts, of course, taking over for the Philadelphia Eagles. The Cardinals' remaining two games are NFC West opponents. Uh, San Francisco uh, comes to Arizona, and then uh, Week 17, they'll be traveling to uh, L.A. to take on the Rams. So. Uh, you know, San Francisco, they're beat to hell, man. They, they, they're they injured on just about every line uh, on both uh, both sides of the ball, offense, defense, whether you look at the offensive line, defensive line, wide receiver, running back. I mean, everywhere you could point at injuries for the San Francisco 49ers, but they're one of the tougher teams this season. It seems like week in and week out, they're always battling, and you got to give credit to Kyle Shanahan and company on, on that. I mean, quarterback, they're without their starting quarterback. They got a, a second string, Nick Mullins, uh, playing pretty well for them at times, but they, they lost by a touchdown today to uh, the Dallas Cowboys. So, again, one of those teams that maybe Arizona, maybe they sneak up on Arizona next week. Maybe the Rams take care of business. The Rams, of course, just lost to the New York Jets this week. So, uh, you know, the Bears got to do their job first and foremost. They have to win out. They have to defeat Jacksonville. And maybe you get lucky. Maybe you get lucky in Green Bay. Maybe their starters only play the first half. Maybe they don't play at all. Maybe they already clinched the first seed and they decide they want to give their starters some rest and they play their second stringers and maybe the bears could pull it off again if they win out they got an 82 percent chance to make the playoffs and you know a couple of weeks ago we were thinking hey the season's over get these guys out of here ted phillips ryan pace matt nagy everybody mitch trubisky nick Foles, you too get out of here and let's shut the season down now the bears are seven and seven now there's some optimist uh, optimism uh, among this franchise and maybe they can make a run I mean we've seen in years past I'm not compare I don't want to compare this team to any past Super Bowl winners but you've seen a team like the New York Giants they 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 slip into the playoffs they get in on, the, on that wild card round and they're able to make a run um, you know once you get in you just never know what might happen and uh, here the Bears are seven and seven and, and DJ at the end of the day they have a chance and I think uh, for Bears fans that's that's all you at least want at this point of the year. You have a chance. That's, all, that's it. You got a chance, and let's see where it go from here. Just keep pushing. All right. Well, that'll do it for tonight's show. The Chicago Bears get the victory 33-27 to on the road against the Minnesota Vikings. They advance to 7-7, seven and seven, second place in the NFC North now, and uh, they prepare for the Jacksonville Jaguars, the 1-13 Jacksonville Jaguars, they won week one. They defeated the Indianapolis Colts. Since then, they've lost 13 in a row. They're hungry. They're they're eager for a victory. They got a star running back, undrafted rookie uh, James Robinson. And entering today, uh, he was 70 yards short of the all-time record for undrafted rookie running backs. Um, trying to pull up really quick on how many yards he had today against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't think he hit that mark. But uh, anyways, uh, really good. Um, undrafted rookie running back out of Illinois State. He's a local guy. He uh, from Rockford, went to Illinois State, and uh, had a hell of a career both in high school and college. And now he's doing his thing with the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. And yeah, so it looks like maybe next week against his hometown team, uh, he will get that uh, 
Okay, uh, he will get that uh, record. So uh, we will see about that. Um, Bears are seven and seven. DJ, they visit. Uh, they visit the Jacksonville Jaguars next week, and then end the season at Green Bay. Uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, whether that's Facebook, Periscope, which will soon be ter- uh, turning into officially Twitter Live, um, Twitter, iTunes, Spotify. Search it, Chris and DJ Show. YouTube Live. Appreciate everybody chiming in as well. Um, Again, follow the show on Twitter at Chris and DJ Show. He's former Bear, DJ Moore. I'm Chris Chanfield. Appreciate everybody tuning in. And uh, until next time, everybody, uh, we will have one more show before the holiday. We'll do one more show before Christmas. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll, we'll be sure to, to show up. If you guys tuned into the last show, DJ had his ugly uh, Christmas sweater on. I'll be sure to get mine in before that. Uh, so, again, appreciate everybody tuning in. Bears win. Big win, 33-27 against the Minnesota Vikings. Until next time, everybody, go Bears.